Vinicio Capusella. It still has the feel of like an opening to a Quentin Tarantino movie. It does, doesn't it? Vinicio Capusella. And the song is called. Uh, I crap! I just lost it. Never mind. Oh no, here it is. Si es pento il sole. Something with the sun. Something with the sun, yeah. Si es pento il sole. I have spent the sun. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying to translate Italian without speaking the language. Spanish? Italian. I wish we had video so you could see my face. (laughs) I'm like making a face at you and you can't see me. (laughs) I cannot see your face. Um, so we're, as you might hear from the little bit off sound, um, over Skype today. Yep. It is Saturday, March 29th, episode 46, Gain of this Game podcast. March is almost over. Say what? I said, I can't believe March is almost over. Right. Like what, Monday is the last day of March? Crazy. Oh. How you be? Me be good. How are you? I'm all right. Bailey's making himself comfortable on his ugly blanket. I've locked locked out the cats, so it's all clear in here, and the husband, everybody's outside, go watch a movie, people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I was up all night watching CSI, I got, I watched an episode that was good, I was like, oh, well, let me watch another episode before I go to bed, and it was a two-part, so I had to watch the third episode for like three hours, (laughs) I was like, oh, let me watch another one. <laughs> we got completely into this uh, British TV show. It's called Broad Church. And um, it's a it's a mini, uh, it's not a miniseries. It's actually a show. But one season spans, it's a murder mystery. And one season spans the whole case, right? So we watched season okay. one. It's eight episodes. It's like a miniseries in eight episodes to I'm solve the murder. And it was brilliant. And it was the guy who played the doctor on Doctor Who for a while, David Tennant, oh. who played the main role. So I was like, oh my god, he's so different, he's so different. And then he says some words and it's like, it's the doctor, you know. So doesn't it, Okay, doesn't that mess with you when you, like, if you have a show where you love this one character on the show, like you love the show, you've been watching it for years and you've only seen that character in this one role and then you see him in a movie or another show, you're like... Who are you? No, because you. <laughs> because I transfer my love for that character on the actual actor, and he can do no wrong anymore after that, so it's all good. I, I am like that with Vincent DeFornio from Law & Order Criminal Intent. Like, I don't care what part he plays. He can stab someone in the face in real life, and I do not give a shit. <laughs> we watched, actually, over the last few weeks, we've been watching a lot of uh, Joseph Gordon, love it, whatever his name it or whatever. Hughes, I love yeah. him. He's made, I mean, we just knew him from Tommy from Third Rock, but he made all these movies, and his movies are so not commercial. They're all really weird movies or, or off have summer. You 500, have you seen 500 Days of Summer? Yes. I like, love that. I love him and that. I love the two of them as friends because they became friends after they made that movie, and like, I love them together. But I've seen him. He was him and Jimmy Fallon. And someone else. Like, oh, right. Oh, that wrap off. <laughs> oh, my God. Too funny. <laughs> but every interview or anything I've ever seen, he seems like he is so personable and so cool. Like, I love him. I love, I kind of love him. But if it came down to, if I had to, my top three movie stars that I would, like, 
totally get with for like various reasons would be Jeffrey Donovan. Like he can do no wrong. My my love for his character on Burn Notice has transferred to my love for him. And, you know, as him as, as the person, uh, Vincent DeForio. Oh my God, I love him. So he the last movie I saw him in. He played a bad guy. I didn't care. <laughs> like, I was like, right. I still love you. And um, and that him, and then the guy from Third Rock for sure. Yeah, I, I can't really answer that. I would really have to think about when I mean, there's one Indian actor who can do no wrong in my eyes, which is Amir Khan, but probably not many people know him over here. He he cannot do any wrong ever whatsoever. He's just, like a perfect. I love you. He yeah. <laughs> yep, I have the same thing going on. <laughs> so, anyways, um, that so, was hey, it for, for a little three yard chatter. I wanted to bring up. I don't have the notes in front of me, but I remember one thing that I put on there that I for sure wanted to talk about was your new Joanne. Yes, we got a new Joanne here. Oh, and they had um. So uh, Lisa and I went a few weeks ago to Natural Wins to check it out. That was before they opened, or I guess they... The soft opening. Before the grand opening, right, the soft opening. And we went, oh, hi, Lisa, hi, Jill. Hi, Lisa, hi, Jill. And we went and checked it out. And upstairs is all fabric, and downstairs is all, all other stuff. And very right. nice, very nice. And then they had the grand opening. And the grand opening, I think, three days or four days... Thursday, it was three, Thursday through Saturday. Right. The first hundred people who get there get a gift card, right? Gift card somewhere from 10 to $250. Yeah. So, um, Jill went on Thursday, but she came there like five minutes after nine and they opened at nine and all the cards were gone, you know? <laughs> so then on Friday, Jill and I went and we were there in line at 8.45 and we, yay, we got some gift cards and we got... The grand price of ten dollars each. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can see that. It's like when they send out the flyers where they have the, the rub off uh, coupon on the back, right? And it could be was well, it could be twenty, no, it could be thirty, forty, or seventy five or sixty percent off. You never, no one gets a sixty. <laughs> well, do you know what the like seven women before us in line, the woman got the two hundred fifty dollar um, grant thing, and we were like. She better not talk too loud, you know, because there's a back alley we know about, you know. <laughs> it was funny. There was a woman behind us, and she was like, oh, why are they screaming? I'm like, the woman got $250 thing, you know. And she's like, oh, there's a back alley in the back there, you know. <laughs> there is. There is. <laughs> what would you, if, and that is the old, I thought that was where Mood moved to, because that used to be Pearl's Arts and Crafts. I thought right. that's where Mood moved to. But no, Mood moved over to La Brea. So I went last Sunday after church. Oh, really? And it was nice. It's not. It's nothing like the one that's near your house that used to I'm be, spoiled, the, yeah. you know, a Macy's <laughs> furniture store. And now it's a Joanne's. It's crazy. What I do like about it is still in that new phase. So you, everything's still, in the, you know, organized really well, where it's supposed to be. The people kind of know what they're doing. They haven't given up on their jobs yet. You know? The people at that neutral hands are super friendly. Yeah. I don't know if but, it's because they're not jaded and worn out yet or exactly. or whatever, but they, they were super nice and totally friendly, you know. So, yay, Joanne's coming to my house. Yeah, it's, I like that it's close to you. I'm sure you like that, too. When you say um, coming to a store near me, literally near me, five minutes walking. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like the next time I come to your house, I might leave my location a little early to stop <laughs> at Joanne's. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yay. Like, oh, I'm because I'm in line buying stuff. People in Santa Monica aren't going to be too happy because I think they're closing that one down. Yeah, they're closed. But that one, you had to be, that one, you know what? That was a horrible location. It's right off the freeway, so you can only get to it coming northbound on whatever street that was. What is that? Lincoln. Lincoln, that's right. You can only get on, you can only get on it if you're going northbound on, on Lincoln. There, you can, there's no other way. And then going out, trying to get to the freeway where you have to cross those northbound lanes. You still lanes. have to go northbound on Lincoln. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it wasn't ideal. And the parking was also not ideal there. I mean, it was okay, but... You didn't need a lot of parking because you know, not a lot of people could get into the parking lot. <laughs> oh, you tried to go a few days before Halloween, you would be in line for parking forever, you know. But the work, I think... Christmas is bad, but I think people plan for Christmas better than they do Halloween, and yeah. I think Halloween is the worst time to go to Joanne's. Right, Joanne's. and then if you don't even realize it and you go there, and you're like, what's going on? You know, it's like, oh, crap, it's Halloween. <laughs> I went the Tuesday before Halloween uh, this past year. I was like, why is the cutting table so full? Because usually on Tuesday and Wednesday, there's no one there, right. and those are the days I like to go and get stuff, you know. Stuff done I can get. If I know, if, you know, if I know what I'm going in for and I'm just not shopping and I need to get yardage cut, and it's just like, I went in, I'm like, why is there an hour wait at the right. cutting table? It's like, ah, damn it, it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I put everything back and just leave angrily with seed scanning. Because yeah. my seed scan is right next to my Joanne's. It's like four storefronts down. <laughs> <laughs> at least you would have a line at C's for Halloween. Yeah, Easter and Valentine's Because nobody Day. gives out C's candy as Halloween candy. Hell no. Yeah, as long <laughs> as you don't go there... What to call it for Valentine's Day or Easter? A Christmas. You're fine. Yeah, Christmas is bad, but nothing's bad like Valentine's Day and Easter. The guys- thing with the Seas Candy, I live near also the main headquarters of Seas Candy. They're right down on La Cienega Boulevard. Yeah. Um, right. If you go there, they feed you up with during the Christmas time when you have to stand in line. They feed you up with samples. You Like, I got out of that store once because, of course, I cannot say ever no to a chocolate sample. Right. So after waiting for, like, half an hour in that store, I came out. I was like, I think I'm going to get sick. <laughs> so well, much chocolate. Well, we're, you're near the, the, the main headquarters. Right. And I'm they have, the like, the factory where they make it right there on that headquarters store. You know, yeah, but here's like, the thing. I'm near the outlet store. Ooh. Yeah. I'm near the outlet store, and my company get a discount. I think we get like 10, 15, 20% somewhere around there. And what they do, I want to say maybe sometime between Christmas and Thanksgiving, they set up shop in one of our conference rooms in our main front building. Whoa. And the line is long, but it moves. they do it in a circular. So you just kind of work your way a circle, circle around the room. <laughs> and there's a, a cash register <laughs> at the end if you leave. And I, I want to say it's 15 or 20% off. Nice. The prepackaged stuff, you know, like okay. the boxes and right. stuff, and, and they bring all their Christmas stuff and the regular stuff, and people come and drop like $150, $200 and do all their Christmas shopping. Nice. And it's convenient, like, you know? It's very convenient. We love it when they do it. Like, and it's not like you have to take lunchtime to do it, or like like the whole office. <laughs> like my whole department one year, we all got up and left except for one person. I think my boss had a meeting somewhere, and he like handed me cash and was like, "Pick the following things up for me." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, I'm like, I'm like they don't have this, but they have that. You know, it's like, and when, especially you know, seeing how I work for a uh, uh, international company, the the 
the, I work for a Japanese company, and there's not a lot of these candy in Japan. There's, I think there's two locations in the whole country. So it's a big deal. And so you see a lot of like people that have family back in Japan. They buy a lot and take it home over the holidays or send it home over the holidays because it's a big deal. I'm like, shh. Every time I go to Joanne's, I go to Seas Candy. <laughs> see, the thing with Seas Candies, I mean, it's pretty good. I, I, I like their chocolates. But uh-huh. I... You know, a little bit I don't get it because like all the European chocolates in my opinion and I might be biased But they're just so much better, you know, the Swiss chocolates, the Austrian chocolates. I mean, they're just so much better You don't get that here for a reasonable price and I hate Godiva Right, right, yeah, okay, you know, I really dislike Godiva It's syrupy to me like I feel like it coats my mouth in a nasty way and I'm like, uh, the only Godiva chocolate I like is the one that has the, the booze in it. <laughs> but then again, mm. I like anything that has booze in it. <laughs> yeah, just dump it into some something. Well, let's move on to some sewing stuff. Or sewing or knitting. Or knitting. Yeah, yeah same photos, thing. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, we still have Priya and Chatter. Chatter, you got questions, we got answers. So let's look at some more of the questions. Um, do we want to do that now or do we want to do that? Later? Yeah, yeah, let's do it later. Later. Let's talk some yarn. Works in progress. Well, I still have the Lulu socks, which is, oh my God, I wanted them to be done today, but then my day yesterday was completely messed up with some things. So I um, didn't get to them. Hopefully this weekend I will finish them up and be done with these giant, they're not socks, they are knee highs. They're leggings. <laughs> Yeah, they, God, are like... they are like. I love how. I mean, we okay. We're recording on Skype this weekend, but I for some reason my video is not working. But I can see, I can see Eve, and she can't see me. And she's making her socks go across the screen. The sock like, doesn't even fit into the screen. <laughs> I have to like. It's like sliding by, like when you watch CNN, the ticker on the bottom that the sock is going by on the bottom of the screen. Like, it's by, like, a number of inches that it doesn't fit on the screen. Yeah. You have to get I up and back to the back of your wall. <laughs> that sock, in quotation mark, is from the top to the toe. That's 12, 24 and a half inches long. Oh, my gosh. Wait, let me see how long my sock is. Because I, too, am working on... It's <laughs> so big. That's what she said. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> My sock is from cuff to toe of just over 11 and a half inches. Right? So <laughs> one sock is worth two of yours, I'm thinking. So I'm done with my pair of socks. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm work. Oh, go ahead. You're, what else are you working on? Just Lulu socks? That, I want to get this out of the way. I've put everything else aside. I need to get the socks done. Period. Yeah. That's the only thing I was. Planning to have these done like two weekends ago after we stopped recording. I busted out that first sock and then the I was very like, oh. pink toe up sock. Yes, the very okay. pink toe sock. Like I busted out the first sock. It's a little big. This is going to be definitely a cold night sock or a camping sock. Um, this was more of learning the construction of toe up for me more so. How did you like co-up. that compared to the um, top down? I like it, and, and, and here's my thing. I like it because it's a provisional cast on for the toe instead of Judy's magic 
cap on. That just looks fiddly as all get out. But so I was like, I was going to try to do these. I'm like, I haven't done provisional. Let me do what the pattern says. So I did the provisional cap on, which I actually really liked. It was very novel and very interesting the way that fit um, and the way it worked up. And I just, I just like it. And so what I like about the part that gets me on socks is the foot. And when you do two up, the foot's done. Right. <laughs> you know? So the heel is, I don't particularly care for this type of heel. It's a short row heel. Yeah, you it's, like that uh, afterthought heel, don't you? Or the, the no, tomato the fish, 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 lip kiss. fish lip, right? Fish kiss lips or whatever that's called. This, I don't like it because you're picking up, the, the wraps are really weird and it leaves holes in it. Or it might just be me, to be honest. I don't, but again, I went, like, this was more of a uh, learning thing for me. So it was very interesting to do this type of heel. I like it better than I do the flap heel. I just don't like a flap heel, that gusset flap heel thing. Oh, I hate that. But I, what I do like about the heel is, like, you make the heel all in one go around. Like, you know, when you do a, a cuff down, you do the flap. Right. And you have to do all these pickups, and then you have to decrease. Nah, you just, no. You work on one needle for a while, back and forth, back and forth, and then you're done. <laughs> yeah, I have no problem with the whole heel thing, you know. it's it's It was on the first pair of socks that I did it. And I did it with um, um, double pointed. I was a bit confused because they had you, they had you pick up stitch so many needle, uh, so many stitches, right? And what you had to do is just shift some of the stitches from the other needle over. But they didn't say that. And since I had never done the sock, that was complicated. And I was like, I didn't get it. I only have that many stitches, and I was so confused. And then I talked to Chill and hi Chill, hi Lisa, <laughs> and. Uh, she was like, no, you just slipped some stitches. I was like, oh, why didn't they say so, you know? Yeah, I went and got the sock book that Ann Bud wrote, and I was like, oh. And like, it, I literally worked, I ripped out the first pair of socks, the first heel that I did for my first sock, like, six times. And then when I read this book, I was like, oh. And then, like, busted it out in, like, ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the same thing. It's like, once she's like, no, no, you're not confined to the stitches. They, 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 it's okay for them to move needles. I was like, oh. Why doesn't anybody <laughs> see that? That makes a lot of sense. And ever since, I have had no problems with any heels. It's, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just I can move. do it. And I'm actually don't. not using on these ones. They're supposed to be on double pointed. I'm knitting them on circles because that's what I do with everything. I don't have a problem making any of the heels. It's just the fit problem with me. And mm -hmm. the fit on the fish kiss and the short rows have been better than the, 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 the flap. So I just don't even want to deal with flap anymore. It just doesn't fit my ankle really well and the back of my foot really well. Um, so I uh, that's why I tried and been trying other heels. Um, but I like this because my the foot is such a long stretch of work when you're doing you know normal socks, not leggings like you are. <laughs> <laughs> and I I really enjoy getting the foot out of the way because it's like oh the foot's done heels like, oh let me just do this. even if it's a bigger if it's a long. Sock. This is like the foot for me for some reason is my nemesis. Sleeve mm. and, and the foot part of the sock. See, and <laughs> I'm thinking that after this pair of socks, I'll be done with socks unless it's yet another challenge or something because I don't dislike socks, but, but I don't, I don't like to make it. the second one. I just want to make one sock and be done. I don't, you know what? That's not my problem either. I just, I'm having, I think I'm not happy with it, because, with sock knitting because I have a problem finding a really well-fitting sock for me. And I think I really need to go down needles because I like a snug, snug sock. Like, I like a really, really snug sock. And I keep 
talking myself. I'm like, no, I'm not going to make it snug because it'll be too tight when it's really every time it's not tight enough. And I think if I find like my happy place on where I need to be with, you know, gauge and all that good stuff that I'll like stocking in. Because once my first, I have the opposite thing. It takes me forever to do my first sock. But once my first sock is done, I'm like, yeah, bitches, second sock. Let's do this. Like, oh, with every pair except for this pair because I've been sad and I haven't been knitting Mm. anything. My first sock has taken like weeks to months to do. And then the second sock, like a week. Yeah. My, like the first very peak that we did, the first sock took like a month, and then the second sock took a few hours. Like I literally knocked that sock out in one day. <laughs> my uh, solution on sock knitting, I think, is going to be, you know Michael Levine in downtown? Yeah. Next door, the little stalls, 10 pairs of sports socks for 5 bucks. There you go. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try this some other, now that I've done toe up. Is that socks are more of a process learning situation. Like, oh, now there's other socks I can do in the fight. Because I see these girls knock side on Instagram. All the knitters I follow kill socks. I'm like, but oh, okay, we're working on my worsted weight. But but <laughs> let me ask you something there. Um, when do you actually wear these socks? You know, I mean, uh, if they're either too nice to wear or you have to get too past crappy their, to wear. You, know, you have to get past the they're too nice to wear and realize that they're just but, socks. Okay, but then where do you wear them? I mean. I don't know, I'm, like, you just wear them under your pants and nobody sees them, what's the point? Yeah, like all other socks. You know they're there, they're like, it's, okay, let me put you this term, it's like sexy lingerie, it's like sexy panties and bras, okay? You were, like, when I I bust my Victoria's Secrets or I bust my Fredericks of Hollywood on, like, a Monday for no reason, I know I'm hot, I know underneath I have on... Fredericks of Hollywood bombshell pink underwear. Okay, and I look good. <laughs> no one needs to know. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna wear my ten pairs for five dollars sports socks, and I know I'm sporty underneath. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm, I'm that kind of girl where it's like I will wear, you know, Victoria's Secret and be like, hell yeah. Odds are I'm gonna show you my. I'm gonna show you people my socks, and there's a good chance you might get flashed my underwear. <laughs> And by the way, here, let me flash you. There are more than, more than enough people at work. I'm like, here, look, isn't this the best color ever? <laughs> and, and the problem is my girlfriends are the same. Like, oh, my God, mine is like almost a similar color. And they show me. Yeah, just make sure you don't <laughs> do that when you have your Japanese managers coming on a visit. I know. It's like, you want to see my mango colored? <laughs> They'll be like, what is wrong with this culture in that country? <laughs> Link Fredericks of Hollywood and my stripy socks that I knit. Let's <laughs> 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 see, I'm the type to wear those two things like, Ooh, on the You stage. know what? We should, you know how they always have the calendars? <laughs> we should make a calendar of hand-knit sexy socks. <laughs> People in sexy underwear wearing hand-knit socks instead I of the high heels. That. That's I'd awesome. work out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just need volunteers to post. So if anybody's interested, please contact us. I know. I, went, I called you. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> I can wear my uh, socks here, my Lulu socks, because they're anyway going to cover my whole body if they continue growing. <laughs> they're like, they're an outfit. <laughs> it's a bodysuit. That really sucks. You anyway. might go back home during the winter or travel somewhere on vacation, and it'll be cold, and your hotel, you know, heater isn't working, or you have to go somewhere far in a heater, and you're like, you know what, let me put on my giant socks. And yeah, maybe. <laughs> or I'll wear a short skirt with the 
in the eyes. Ooh, that'll get you pregnant. <laughs> no. <laughs> that'll get you knocked up. <laughs> no. Salulu socks. So um, if any of you are planning to get pregnant, make the Lulu socks. And wear them with a, a skanky short skirt. <laughs> and there you go. What else are you working on? That's it. I've been very blue and depressed the last couple of weeks. So I, I really, there have been days where I haven't, done anything or I've done like a row here a couple rows here I tried to start a project bag and I messed up and that then I just ended I messed, I messed up on my project bag and my socks on the same night within an hour of each other and that was like and I was sad I was just like I'm gonna go watch television now yeah that doesn't sound like a good combo sometimes television is just good um, yeah and about fingernail polish so yeah. oh my gosh ask me how many fingernail how many fingernail polishes I'm up to how many do you own now? 80? 124. Holy crap. That's counting base coats. <laughs> and do top they, coats. Uh, like, aren't they going to dry out before you're able to use them? No, I've never had that problem. Okay. I've had fingernail polishes for years. I've never, like, years. My Shine by Orly, I've had, I've had that for, like, four or five years now. And I've, I love that color. I've never had an issue. So I've decided for my birthday... I'm gonna throw a nail birthday party, huh. and like, yeah, say something. I think I just lost you. No, I said I was laughing. I think that's oh. a great idea because you're so much yeah. into nails. Why not do something for your birthday that you really enjoy? So we're going to. I'm going to. I'm talking to a friend of mine. Her, she gets those nails are like 3D with stuff on it. She is. Um, her sister does nails, so I'm going to see if I can hire her for the day to come out and mm -hmm. do nail. And my friend at work is doing, going to do a red velvet birthday cake for me. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I have party games I've created. <laughs> Nail polish party games. That, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Good for you. Stuff. You have something. I mean, good for you. Do for your birthday what you like to do. Yeah. You know? This is for right before my 40th birthday. So I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> right. So, yay me. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I've been sad. I bought nail polish. And recording with you I'm like oh maybe I should work on my socks while I'm recording and I'm working I'm not on gonna work on these socks because I have to actually concentrate on the pattern when I work on these yeah I'm doing two by two ribbing like I don't yeah, I'm looking for it I think after these socks are done and before I start the uh, top I'm gonna do maybe a chemo hat in between just for you know brainless brain, brain brainless knitting haberdashery yeah. anything what is haberdashery again <laughs> it's like uh, anything, um, sewing or purchases or stuff. Oh, when I went to the Joann's, your Joann's, um, I bought, oh, I was cutting, I was, cause I need to do these project bags. Mm -hmm. I really need to do these. And I was, um, cutting with my, uh, my rotary cutter and I was, I've just been having problems with it. It was cutting all the way through just like two pieces of material. And finally that, you know, that little voice that should speak up more often. The one says buy a blade. Yeah. Hey, hey, idiot, you bought a new blade for this like six months ago. Why don't you put it on there? I was like, hey, <laughs> hey why don't I just put the new blade on and see if that's the problem? Yeah, that, that, that was the problem. <laughs> that's what happened to me with the vacuum cleaner the other day. I was like, I had the vacuum cleaner, and for like a month I had, I need to buy vacuum cleaner bags. I need to buy vacuum cleaner bags. So I was looking for a plastic bag, and out falls underneath all the plastic bags, a whole thing, package of vacuum cleaner bags. I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> like novel. <laughs> right. Buy stuff and then forget about it. 
and I know I knew I had the extra rotary because they're not inexpensive because right. what they are. But it's just like I was like, oh no, this isn't dull. I think and those I are why it's not cutting. <laughs> definitely first world problems. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as I put it on there, it was like, oh, so I bought since I, I I bought a single pack. I was like, I'll just buy. They had a two pack for a decent price, so I bought a two pack. So because I have a lot of cutting to do, and I figure, hey, this time when my blade gets dull. I have I'll one immediately. Wow. What? <laughs> well, I've got some stuff for the haberdashery. First of all, the snaps, the sew-on snaps. I think we talked about this last time. Yes, we did. I was in the store and couldn't find the backs to the snaps. Right. And I realized that they actually are together, snapped together on the cardboard, you know. So, woohoo, snaps, <laughs> mystery solved. Um, yeah. At the same time... Um, I'm working on. Oh, actually, I'm. I forgot. Sometimes I'm working on. Is the baby romper for the March mystery? Now we know it's is a baby romper. Are you still working on it? It's finished. All the knitting is finished except the snaps. And what okay. happens is you have to be for the bottom part where the romper leg part snaps together. You have to put in snaps, and for the top part by the neck, right. you have to put in snaps. You can pull monster out. <laughs> right, and you can and you have to. Because the snaps are so tiny, I don't think it's a good idea to sew them directly onto the knitted fabric. So what you do is I bought some tape, bias tape, and not bias tape, it's some grow green. Um, so you sew the snaps onto the grow green strip, and then sew those strips into the fabric, which is not going to rip it apart when the first time you open it. Pain in the ass. <laughs> oh my god, each single snap back and front, you have to hand sew on, then you have to hand sew the whole thing. So I've done the bottom part and now I'm seriously considering putting buttons on the top part because uh, a lot of people who actually participated in the mystery they were like screw the snaps I'm just gonna put buttons on top and bottom I'm like yeah but it's so much easier to get the little buggers out when it's snaps snaps right I don't know I'll, I'll think about it with buttons when someone's like kicking and giggling and puking on you is <laughs> it's tough yeah I like and the I way they're wrong because I have children it's because I've had to try to do the same thing with right. Bailey and like he's nipping at me he's kicking me he's, he's, well, like, the, really well I, I like the way the romper came out because I made it bla uh, blue with black stripes yeah, and then all the cool. edging is blue uh, black so very cool Lucky little. Again. I'm sorry. Hold it up. Yeah, I like the little stripe. That's cute. So, uh, some little kid will get this. Like yeah. someone made this for me because I'm knit worthy at six months. What? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll appreciate it. Come, let me poop into this. Yeah, like I'm totally gonna poop. I'm going to christen this with poop. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, something else in the haberdashery. I mm. made a tote bag. I know. Oh which has, I'm gonna actually, I think I put it in the So What Are You Up to thread. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very loud fabric. Can't I even love describe it. it. It's just many colors. It's like flashes of color. I think it's feathers or something that these are supposed to be. I can't tell. Uh, I don't it looks know. like it has a yellow background and it's like flashes of orange, blue, and pink, and orange green, and blue. pink, white. Yeah. And then the inside, what's so cool about this bag, is lined with plastic neon. Ne I mean, neon, pink neon colored plastic vinyl, which was a complete pain to sew with. But it's Really? Okay, that's why I have questions about how is that, how do you iron that to get your seams good? How is that sewing? 
Um, your machine, like uh, break it down. Yeah, um, sewing was a pain because it's very stiff and you had to hold it. So, actually, the biggest problem was turning it inside out because oh, it was so stiff. Yeah, right. Had to push. Uh, ironing, we steamed it and we had some other cloth over it. Sli you can Press slightly, off. yeah, you can slightly okay. steam over it, you know. So, I'm quite happy. The bag I did in yet another mood class. Thank you, mood. Um, <laughs> Lisa and Sarah and I took that class. It's a lot of fun. I love their classes. They're free Does classes. Does it have handles? It has one strap handle. I'm not so happy. I okay. wish I had done two handles. But this is good enough. And I actually used it yesterday because we were running around all day yesterday and I had a whole bunch of papers with me and food and drink and whatnot. I was like... Yeah, I was say, that's good if you're toting, like, if you, that's a good single-purpose person's kind of bag, because you can throw in your bottle of water yep. and whatever, and not to worry so about it. So if you have kids, that's good, you can take that to the beach, you can throw snacks and drinks in there for kids. Like, if you have a pet, that's good, too, if you're going right. to the park, just dump everything in there. That's, uh, anything that has that, that final on the inside, it's pretty I awesome. I was thinking of maybe... so much easier. Putting a snap on top, but actually oh, when yeah. it's pretty, <laughs> no, not one of those, one of the silver snaps. Um, but but you know what? When it's pretty full, it's not even necessary. It's just when it's when it's empty. And what um and yesterday we used it and we carried always through everything in there that we needed throughout the day. I was like that strap's gonna break. And then I was like, yeah, so what? I made it. I can make another one. Not make a big deal. One. So I'm pretty happy with it. Good. It's it should be. It looks really good. Very loud. Yes, and it is. But I like it, and I'm glad you did something that's not all blue. Yeah, I brought actually the the to the class. They just give you the supplies, you know. And I brought my fabric that I was going to use, and then I saw this fabric. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to get this. This is so much cooler than what I brought, you know. <laughs> Let me guess. What you brought was blue. No, it wasn't. It was actually brown wow. background with colored flowers on it. But this, huh. well, it wasn't. It wasn't ugly either. But this was just perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're I love that. So. so that's haberdashery. Challenge tatter. Where can I, like I said, I've mentioned on the board, uh, I'm going to finish my socks this weekend, if not today, tomorrow, and then I'm just going to concentrate on this cardigan and get this pushed out by the end of April along with prize bags. Woohoo. That's, that's for the epic This is very challenging. I have also, for the Epic Cow Cow, I have to finish the socks, which the socks I'm going to finish this weekend, they're going to be done, right. because the second one is, we're getting there, you know. Um, and then all I have left is one top, and I'm determined to finish this challenge. Yeah. So, I would have to quit my job for the month <laughs> to finish the challenge. Yeah. Not I like would, you I, qualify I, for any prices anyway, so whatever. Yeah. I would have to quit my job. I would have to take a leave of absence for all of... From like Monday on, I would have to never leave my house that whole time off. Um, people would have to bring me food, and I would have to knit. That's what might happen to day. me, you know, because I mean, I don't even know. I think I can do the sweater in a month because it's not such a complicated pattern. I'm making the, um, oh God, mama vertebrae jacket. Yeah, I like that. So I think I can actually handle that in a month, you know. Yeah. But who knows, I might make four sleeves again and not be able hey. to finish it. <laughs> oh, and you I need an extra sleeve, I think, I guess. <laughs> in terms of challenge chatter, I need to have a talk with your dog. With Bailey? He's yeah. Snapping. Yeah, don't wake him up, but uh, he and I will have to have a talk. He's been seriously slacking 
on updating the progress of people. I've been meaning to talk to him about that. Um, <laughs> we need to know how many people have finished and what people, so he better get he, to he it. He gets a little slack because he has had an uh, ear infection. Oh. Uh, and like we had, we went to the doctor to get a shot on Monday, and they're like, he has an ear infection. I'm like, really? Because he always scratches his ears. So they're like, no, no, he actually, so I've had been cleaning his ears and putting ointment in his ears, so he's been not pleased with that. Like the first day when he got it done, they hurt his ears because he had to go in there so deep, and he got a shot, so he just growled at me <laughs> well maybe if he feels a little bit better maybe sometime either this weekend or throughout the next week yeah give him the weekend off but maybe next week he can update and give us a status on where we stand on the on the uh, epic cow because i think nap, I'll let him know. please do so because i think i mean the number of projects finished whether people finish the individual challenge of getting all 12 projects done or not, but if you look at the total number done, it's just amazing. I mean, it's, it's like I'm, I'm totally blown away how much this group has done in a year. Wow. And I don't want people to feel bad if they don't, if, if this, you know, I don't want people to kill themselves trying to finish this and like have to quit their job. I, if you've done 10, I don't care how many things you've done, if you've done stuff, be proud of the stuff you've done. Right. You know, it's like people have, like, someone I was talking to, I think it was Crafty Land, and she was like, yeah, I'm not going to finish it. I'm like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, but then think about it. I mean, what we have seen is people making their first knit hat and the first pair of socks. And, you know, I mean, this really was challenging. And in terms of time, people people finished. Several people finished, I believe. Uh, we don't oh, yeah. know exactly. Some people have done stuff they've never done before in a right. time period they've never done or in a yarn weight. I think every, every and I hate saying this because usually I don't mean it, but in this situation I do mean it, everyone's a winner. <laughs> yeah, because actually, are I'm, I'm, you know, mine. I would never have made two shawls in the last year because I'm just, you know, not into the shawls so much. I probably would have made seventy four more hats or something, you know. But that was cool. Well, that was the whole point, you know. That was the whole point. But I will not be accepting any challenges this year. It's, I'm doing a swap with a friend of mine on Instagram. I will do the dishcloth swap, and that is scrubbies. How about scrubbies? I usually don't do scrubbies, so I may or may not do that this year. This year may be the, the year of knitting for me whatever I want on whatever whim I want. <laughs> like I feel like doing 20 hats and not feeling bad about it. Because although I did a lot of charity hats, I felt really bad about it. But that's just what I was in the mood for, you know? Why did you feel bad about the charity hats? Because I should have been working on my sweaters or my socks. Oh, okay. Nah, charity hats are good. Good thing. Yep. Think about it. Somebody in the world is going to be like... That's so cool. I just got a free hat. How awesome is that? Yep. So, read. Cool. <laughs> yarn crafty purchases. Woolies? Uh, oh, I bought some yarn to make a hat for the dingo from your Joanne. That's it. My Joanne rules. Woohoo. I bought the fabric for the back, a loud fabric. That's about it. Yeah, we didn't, neither one of us did a lot of purchasing this week. Last time we talked about the top five yarns we love this time we are talking the top five yarns we hate i don't have my list in front of me but i can pretty much remember my i've list. got your list in front of me i believe my list is homespun and uh, that's because right? i love the way it looks but i don't like the way it feels all the time and it's just so hard to crochet with because you can't see the stitches for it because it's a blue a blue clay 
Um, but I love the colorways, but everything else about it, it drives me absolutely batty. Um, Deborah Norville's yarn, it's all soft and nice and well, you know, considering the price point, really nice yarn. But the colors are so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel? I just, and, and the thing is, I can't help, there's a couple of colors that are cool, but most of them I don't like. Um, so this is my issue with her is color, colorways. Um, Noro, specifically the, what is it, the carry-on or carry-on? Yeah, carry-on. Oh, uh, uh, that stuff is beautiful, beautiful yarn. Oh my God, the colors. It's the most um, beautiful sandpaper ever made. Well said. Well said. <laughs> it really is. It's so frustrating. I used, um, Jill loaned me some, well, she gave me some, um, Karan, no, it was Karan, it was one of the ones that has silk and cashmere in it. It's a soft? It was, no, it's a cotton one. It's ca cotton and silk, and I, oh my God, especially, that was a joy to work with. Like, mm -hmm. I like that yarn. So yeah, I think it's just bad. that one Noro, the, the most popular one for whatever reason. That no, it's two. It's the... the Carry-on. And the... Curion, whatever Curion. it's called. And there's another one that's awful, too. That's a worsted weight that I don't like. But, yeah, it's pretty bad. But, like, I have one now I wish I could show you. It's green and purple and brown and fuchsia and orange and oh it's so gorgeous i'm like ah so um homespun noro norville what are the other two what are the other two ah crap oh our favorite yarn that we both love so much is the sheepish yep. by Vigal, which we both hate using Oh my gosh! I love I love like woolies. I love a blend yarn, like a acrylic wool blend yarn. But hers is so splitty. Fine, it's so splitty, and I love uh, what is that worsted? That it was full. I forget what that technique is when it's not plied. It's just oh, what right. a single ply. Oh my! I love that. What I'm working with now is like that. I love it. And it's, it's a tad that is by nature a little splitty, but that stuff is horribly splitty. Mm -hmm. But I love the colors, you know? Yeah, and definitely. So I'm torn on that. And then I think my last one, oh, what was my last one? What was my what else one I'm missing? Can you guess? No. I'm making faces and... I know, I'm trying to figure out the faces. <sighs> okay, the rhymes with... Um, what does it rhyme with? Bunber. Oh, Bunber. <laughs> right. Woo. Wow, that was painful. <laughs> Bunber. So not fun. <laughs> I feel misled. misled. It's just I have yet to find, other than the stuff you've made with fun fur, and in a few other situations, I have yet to find a practical application for fun fur. And like this look, uh it's best withheld with another yarn. <laughs> That's exactly. Let me read you my list because it is not so different from yours. Um, and they are in no particular order, but one I have is sheepish because it splits like hell. And I got personal issues with Vicky Howell. I was such a big fan, and then I met her at uh, uh, Vogue Knitting Life, and she was so standoffish. It was such a disappointment because I was all excited. I was like, oh, it's Vicky Howell, you know, like went into fan mode, and she was just. Meh. She may have had a bad day, I don't know. But 
That just was like, meh, meh. And yeah. your yarn splitting, so boo. I felt rejected. Let's <laughs> rejected. just keep it there. The second one I was normal. Can you sit away from the computer, please? Huh? Oh, am I too close? Okay. Um, the second one I, I have is Noro. It's pretty, but feels like sandpaper, and it's totally overrated. And not talking all Noros, just the ones, the two, whatever we mentioned earlier. Then the next one I have is Fun Fur by itself, because it is an absolute pain in the ass to work with. You can't see the stitches. However, I actually really like it if it's worked in double with another yarn. Yeah, like that, stuff that that Christmas wreath I made, which Your actually Christmas wreath. <laughs> the, the Hanukkah Hanukkah wreath. Um, that was really easy because I had it double held it with a worsted dark blue yarn, the blue fun fur, and it just was nice. You know, it wasn't yeah, a problem. Yeah, that out like no time flat. And and so the fun fur is okay to work with. Just hold it with something else, otherwise we'll never find a stitch on that. And then the other two I have are different from yours. One uh, is Red Heart Peruvian. And uh, Red Heart Super Saver in Peruvian print. To correct. Be Look Are at you it. Dog in my Peruvian print. I'm just going to buy you some. This was like. what I wrote here. Look at it. No need to say more. <laughs> and Why it's, you got a bad mouth? And I love that stuff so much. It's, it's not. I'm not bad mouthing Red Heart Super Saver. I'm bad mouthing specifically Peruvian color, Peruvian you know, print. But you have to admit, when you when you cut out the black and white check part of it, it's not right. It's and not, that's I what I want to do in life: is buy a three dollar ball of yarn and then sit there and cut out the parts that are black and white in that variegated yarn. When I made, I tried because I wanted to see how. Trip this out though. I, I I secretly think this is your fault, <laughs> but I I wanted to see how a. 100% acrylic washcloth would work out because a lot of people say they really like it. Yes. So I, I kept finding these oddballs of, um, tiny balls too, of um, Peruvian print. So I, I crocheted up a washcloth and I used it and it, it feels weird because it still has that weird creepy coat of like whatever they put on it, but it scrubs stuff really, really well and I like that. So I used it to wash dishes and then I, you know, rang it out and I was like, oh, let me put it up. I can't find it. Oh, well, it'll appear again one day somewhere in a closet. I think you stole it and melted it down and threw it away. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I did not <laughs> I melt it down. <laughs> You're right. You can't even burn that stuff. <laughs> you can't burn it. You gotta melt it down. I secretly think you just came and stole it from my house, so it, was, it would not would cease to exist. <laughs> no, did not. Because you know what? The bottom line, and I'm still laughing about that one backpack I did earlier this year, where the pattern the guy says. I know that normally this it was a mesh crochet, I think it was a mesh crochet backpack type of like the market bags. Um, and he said, I know these bags are usually done with uh, cotton yarn, but I yeah. want mine to be indestructible. So my recommended yarn is Super Saver. I'm like, you go for it. <laughs> that was funny. Super Saver is indestructible. Like you can make a car cozy out of that damn yep. thing and, and like live in Minnesota and have no problem. Right. I love that. And I love that print when you cut the black and white out. You're right, because that's such an easy task. It is. As you go along, when you come through, you just cut it out. And then rolling. sew in ants or whatever. Yeah, you end up sewing in a ton of ants because it comes up more often than you want to deal with. But <laughs> it was, I think I only have one random spare ball of that stuff left over Thank somewhere. Thank God, is that 
ever going to end. No, um, it's like every time I find a ball and use it, a new one pops up. <laughs> the uh, last one that I have on my top five yarns we hate, and it's not really a yarn, but it's a category, it's rope and specialty yarn. And only okay. why? Because it's an ouch. The skin yeah. of my hands is peeling off. I had um, two projects. One was where I went to the 99 cent store and bought some plastic rope in like three colors and then made a, a, a doormat out of it. I, I love that thing. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, but it was painful on the hands and I used like this gigantic crochet hook to make it. I think it was crochet. Yeah, you had to crochet this. Um, and it came out nicely and it's actually holding up quite for a few years now. But uh, it hurt my hands. And the other one, I think we both did. We bought, remember many years ago, we went on oh, a hemp. yarn crawl, that hemp yarn. And I made a couple of washcloths out of that. And they're not really washcloths. They're more like scrubs. Body scrubbies, yeah. Awesome. So awesome. Feels like really nice. But while knitting... Like body, my body, dude, because your body feels... rubbed off a layer of skin when you use <laughs> Right? It exfoliates, you know? <laughs> so so totally perfect but, but yeah it's, I it wasn't rough on my hands it wasn't great on my hands but what it caused a problem for me was it was it shed everywhere that's what like, it I did right down and was like oh my god 90% of the yarn is on my body right <laughs> you know yeah, so I'm not a big fan of, of specialty yarns I think they're cool some things are really great and I would use them but they're just not that pleasant to work with, you know. Yeah. You make something in a cashmere and then you go over to hemp. Mm, not so good. You use BFL and then you're like, oh, this is not it's nice. It's if you do the cashmere hemp um, combination, one project in cashmere and one in hemp, I would suggest you do the cashmere project first because you don't want to have your bloody scrubbed up hands from the hemp on the cashmere. <laughs> so, do the nice one first. <laughs> Since you won't have any skin left on your hands, you know, you might destroy the yarn. Be gentle. Yeah, so right, that's... So those are our, go over our top ten. Those were our top ten, which are actually only, what, two, four? Yeah, go six, over all Top seven. Okay, so Lionbrand Fun Fur... By itself, Deborah Norwell because of the color, Sheepish because it splits, Homespin because it makes an interesting fabric when it goes. Oh, Homespun. <laughs> right. Uh, no I like Homespin now. <laughs> Noro in certain colors, uh, in certain, um, certain types of Noro yarn that are uh, uh, sandpaperish. Red Heart Peruvian because of the color. Um, a rope and special yarn. There's not that many. We have a very big overlap there. Overlap, yeah. So what's our next top ten be? Top ten uh, projects? I was going to say our top ten projects that we've done so far. Okay, so the next one is top, well, top five for you and top five for me. Top yeah. ten projects we liked doing or we just like looking at or what is it? This is your top five. Whatever, like, whatever flows your boat. Okay. Like, if you, like, if, even though the pro like, did you like the process? Did you like the end result? Like, whatever. What are your top ten? I have one already. 
Then Which immediately one? jump. No, I'm not going to say it until next week. Uh, or next I know. Podcast. I have a couple immediately that come to mind, too. Because I just, like, there was a couple that, there was a couple projects that I just like to even go back on my Ravelry page and just look at the pictures. Like, yeah. ah. <laughs> or I bring them out and hold it and go, ah. <laughs> well, there's one that I wear quite frequently, and every time I put it on, I'm like, oh, I love this. I know which one that is. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. We will do that next time. Now let's go to you ask we answer. Mm-hmm. And prime number, we still haven't answered two of her questions. So and that's one out. One is, what's an embarrassing knitting, sewing, crochet situation that's happened to you? I, and this is not to sound pretentious, but there are a few things that embarrass me. And I say that because one time all my underwear went flying around the turnstile at the Las Vegas McCarran Airport. And it's really hard to top that. (laughs) (laughs) When you're chasing your granny panties around the the turnstile behind someone, it's like on someone else's luggage. That's hard to top. (laughs) Nice. Good times. It was a good time. It, It taught me, A, I stopped wearing granny panties. B, I stopped packing my panties right in the front of my luggage. So if that happens again, that's not the first thing that immediately pops out. That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, not so much. <laughs> so nothing uh, embarrassing in terms of crochet. I don't. I also. I don't know if I just didn't have any embarrassing situation or if I just have a lack of shame. I'm just not <laughs> and I think embarrassed. I too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, that happened. I guess the most embarrassing thing was my four sleeves for that uh, mother, um, what was it, Central Park hoodie that I made that I just couldn't yeah. get the sleeves right. That was just ridiculous, you know. But it's funny, more funny than embarrassing. That was so hysterical. I can't even see straight. Like, you're like, I have four sleeves. I'm like, what? Well, I didn't really have any four sleeves at the time I, because I ripped them back, but I had to make the sleeves four times over to get right twice, you know? I mean, that's just very sad. Um, socks are so big, I might donate them. <laughs> my, my socks, my acrylic socks that seem to be getting bigger with every wash. Don't say that. <laughs> those, those are, if I wash them a few more times, I'll have Christmas stockings, so that's <laughs> fine. I guess those would be an embarrassment in some way, but uh, you know what? I'm not embarrassed. I guess lack of shame. Yeah, I like I said, just before, these socks are more of a learning process than anything. And then um, <laughs> the other question is, how did you learn to knit so crochet? I think we talked about this in one of the early, early episodes. Right. I and guess. Mine was, yeah, go ahead. But, oh, I learned to sew very, very young. All the women in my family sew. Um, uh, my mom sewed knit and crocheted. My grandmother sewed 90% of her wardrobe. So I was around that all the time. And my mom taught me to sew first on her old school brown singer. Um, I had to be around like seven, eight, nine years old when I started sewing. Um, and that was just my mom, and I got back into it in college, and then I've gotten back to it more recently because I realized I don't like doing garments as much as I like doing smaller things, so I've gotten back into it, and plus the technology on the machines are amazing. Right. Um, then she taught me how to crochet when my friend started having babies, and she wasn't she wasn't trying to hear about me. Ordering <laughs> a blanket yeah, I, from I, her. Yeah, I was like, I need to make blankets for Marla because she's pregnant. She's like, if you want your friends to have crocheted items for me, you are going to have to do them. I was like what? So I learned how to crochet and I remember watching my friend Peggy knit 
And my mom had tried to teach me how to knit for years, but I just couldn't get it. And I was watching my friend Peggy knit, and she made it look so effortlessly. And I was like, I can do that. And yeah. I went and got the happy, I went and got the Lion Brand cool. Learn to Knit Kit from Joann's with the oh. giant needles. And a book, I think it was the Stitch and Bitch book by um, Debbie Stoller. Yes, by Debbie Stoller. And one weekend during football season, I sat down and watched football and figured it out. Nice. I've been doing it ever since. Ah, these, these socks fit really well over another pair of socks. These are going to be such camping socks. Oh, the ones you're <laughs> working on? The very yeah. pink? All right. They fit so well over another pair of socks. Oh, my feet are nice and toasty now. Hmm, I might keep that on. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Um, I had never, when I was younger, no interest whatsoever in sewing, knitting, crocheting. My mother and both my grandmothers are seamstresses by profession. Yeah. I had it right there in my house. If I had any interest in sewing, I'd be making right now designer gowns rather than tote bags. <laughs> but so um, I don't regret it because I know I just had no interest in it back then. But right. we did in high school learn. I don't know why, but I was forced. For some reason, I ended up in this class where we learned to knit, crochet, and sew. And some other stuff that I don't even remember. Um, and I hated it, and I would go to class and do a road, and I would go home. My mom would unravel it because it was completely wacky and wonky, wacky, whatever. Um, Both work. And then she would just knit the homework assignment, and I'd go back and... No, your mother did not do your knitting homework. She did so, but it was just cool. That <laughs> so, is horrible. <laughs> what, what's so funny about it is she's like, you know what, if I'm already making this sleeveless vest or whatever for you, at least I don't want to have your two Monko rows there ever so often. I can't <laughs> Just believe go backwards. Doing your stuff. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it and I was forced into it. I don't know why. Whatever. So um, I never looked at it again. I was glad when I was out. I was like, I have no interest in any of this crap. And then uh, a few years ago, somebody at work in a class was crocheting a blanket. We were taking a class. It was totally inappropriate, actually, but whatever. She sat next <laughs> to me, listening to the class, crocheting this beautiful blanket. And I was like, ooh. What is that? What are you doing to that crochet? I'm like, that sounds familiar. No. <laughs> so, it sounds familiar. Then I looked it up, and then she showed me the Lion Brand page with all these projects. I was like, I want to make this. I want to make this. I want to make this. Yep. So then I picked up my collection of uh, plastic um, Lion Brand crochet hooks because I thought they were the coolest because they had the nicest colors. Now we know otherwise. <laughs> and I started crocheting again and luckily there were some women at work who met every whatever Tuesday for lunch or something and I would go for them with questions but it came back since I had done it before it came back immediately and yeah. the same with knitting after a while I was like well crochet is nice but it's limiting me so I need to pick up knitting too and then Ravelry came in the picture and I was like oh Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. the Ravelry set it off for me like because I remember looking at crochet patterns and I would put stuff in and the knitting patterns would come up. I'm like, oh, that's pretty. I'll crochet that. Oh, that's it. And I just kept seeing those gorgeous knit projects. And I was doing all these awesome crochet projects. But there was other. I felt like I, I was like, well, why can't I do the other half of the world? You know? Right. And then when I saw Peggy, I'm like, I can do this. I'm right. a winner. I can do this. <laughs> See, the thing, is, the thing is, if you unravel 
and you only crochet or you only knit, you really are cutting out the other half because you would always yeah. have to look. So I love it that I can do either one, you know. Yeah. I, like I, I like this. Okay. Right. So and I'm, you know, I'm thinking that two things kept me actually with it and got me hooked on it. One is the local groups, the knitting groups, which I love, which unfortunately over the last couple of years I haven't had much time to go to randomly. I go to one, but at, at least in the very beginning to go there and hang out with people who do the same thing, that was really awesome. And we oh, have yeah. some really, really cool groups here in the LA area. We're very lucky with that. Um, the other thing is uh, the Ravelry. I mean, yep. that site is completely addictive. I wish oh, I'd own God. it. I want to have it. How addictive. It's so, so, so addictive. They have such a cool job, you know. But it's just like, it's always, there's new patterns always coming out. People mm -hmm. having new ideas on old patterns. It's like. But it's the whole, it, the social aspect of it and, and hooking up with other people about the same hobby, you know. I don't know if I would have stuck with it as much as I do if it weren't for the local groups and for Ravelry. Because I agree. Be, and what's nice too about Ravelry is like, you get to talk like the whole like, not only do you have people that like to knit and crochet and weave and felt and all that good stuff, but it's like, you also connect with people like, oh, I love to knit and crochet, and I love football, and there's a group of people who love those things. Right. You know, or there's a group of people that love Doctor Who and, and love Harry Potter, and it's like, you can take, it's like, you're taking your niche sport down to even more of a niche sport. Right. Know? Which is great, because it's like, you're finding people that like what you do. And other stuff that you guys both enjoy. And that's, sometimes that can be really hard. Right. So, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I think if it wasn't for the social part of the whole knitting and crocheting or yarn and now even the sewing thing, it would be a little bit isolated. And I'm not sure if I would be up for that. As, yeah. Agreed. The, the, you know, the isolation just sort of, yeah. Because it is a lonely sport. You don't, you don't need someone in the room right. to knit. Right. You don't need someone in a room to sew, you know, but it's nice when there are like five other people also knitting and crocheting around you, you know, you can talk and you, get, and you get to geek out about yarn and no one looks at you crazy, you know? Right, right. That's nice. I, I really, I like that because I miss that because like, you know, where I work, it's all guys and I'm the only person that knits or, and crochets or it's really crafty to be honest at all. So there's only one, two, three, four, five women in my department. You know, and it's, you know, it's like, yeah, I knit socks, no one cares. <laughs> That's what I love about my work. We have a regular Tuesday lunch knitting group now. Yeah, see, we have groups, too. We have corporate-sponsored groups, but I'd have to find nine other women across the board who want to form a group. And, and then do that. And it takes, like, a year process to get the group going. But I, I literally don't know anyone else at work. That knits or crochet. Right. See, with us, it's not even, uh, it's not, I mean, we also have, the company is very big, and so we also have this officially organized groups. But this is just people who happen to actually, two of them sit like three cubicles over from me, three of them who knit, you know. I mean, it's like we're all like on the same floor even. We even had one person who's a listener, Elsa. Hi, Elsa. Um, Hello listening to our podcast and then we started talking in the forums and 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 it was like oh on the podcast group here we're like wait are you working at the same company that i work and she hang, comes and hangs out with us sometimes at lunch on tuesdays you know and knits i mean this is pretty awesome i love the social That's aspect pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah so anyways we are at an hour and five 
Maybe an hour if we cut out some of that empty <laughs> thought patterns that we have today in between. Yep. I hope the sound comes through somewhat okay and acceptable. I'll try to fix it as much as I can. I'm going to go get my feet done and relax. I have errands. Yeah, my errands consist of pedicure, post office, and getting my eyebrows, twitch, uh, what you call it, done. Do you, um, do you, when you do pedicure, do you knit? Um, it depends. It depends on how I feel. Sometimes I just relax and just close my eyes and not deal. Nice. Although, it, what's funny is all the places I go, because I have a couple of shops that I like to go to, there's a, a place I don't go to as much anymore. All the ladies there all knit. <laughs> okay, that's cool. It is a, the new place that I found that I really like. It's about two or, it looks like two or three of them, like when they're not working. If you go like towards the end of the night and the, you know the clientele's running down, they go sit in the corner and they start knitting. <laughs> you know what's also? I mean, that's that's also one of the really cool social aspects of knitting is that instant bonding of strangers. Like yeah. this week, I had a couple of uh, uh, not couple of I had a. a I had to get some blood tests done and I was waiting there in the lab and I had to wait for a couple hours and while I was sitting there I was like knitting on my sock and this woman was like oh there were like two or three women who came up they're like oh what are you knitting what are you making you know and then you're immediately you're immediately bonded you know oh yeah I will get my hair done at the salon a couple weeks ago and I look over the girl and she goes to get up to get her eyebrows done before she goes are you knitting socks she goes yeah and she's like it's funny and it's, it's, it's like it's such a it breaks such social and age barriers, you know. Because uh, yeah. if I had been in that waiting room there, I would have never. It was an elderly Japanese lady. What do we have in common, you know? And all of a sudden, we're like best buddies because we're both knitting, you know. <laughs> I know, right? So it's pretty cool. Love it for that. Thank awesome. you, knitting, crocheting. <laughs> Thank you, knitting. Thank you, crochet. <laughs> Thank you, you gotta say crochet too, because I don't want them leaving. I don't want crocheting leaving us dirty. <laughs> right. on the board. <laughs> Thank you, yarn sports. <laughs> yes. Thank you, yarn sports. That's what we should call this episode. Thank you, yarn sports. <laughs> yes. There we go. I'm writing that down. Oh my god, I'm only a few rows shy of these socks being done, and they're going to be completely not wearable almost. <laughs> but I've learned a lot. That's funny. Alrighty. Anyways, happy week to y'all. We'll talk happy to week. you in a couple happy of weeks. April. April Fool's Day. Ooh, the Flash your stash day. Oh, that's right. Now I don't have time to take pictures and drag it all out. That is the beauty of being organized. <laughs> I'm just going to take some pictures of some paper boxes. <laughs> There's yarn in there. They're full of yarn. <laughs> There we go. I, this year is going to be the easiest year I've had of taking pictures of my stash because it's all finally, hi baby, it's all organized with like click, 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 click and done. <laughs> if I take out all the yarn and put it in the room to take a picture, then the husband might see the actual extent of it. No, 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 no. We we'll just take that. pictures of boxes. Yeah, I'm not going to do one big <laughs> picture. I'll do multiple pictures because no one to see that in one giant stash. <laughs> all righty. Let's Can play some music. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Music. Hi, oh, Billy, you want to go outside? Look at this. Here comes the baby. Come on. Happy to I need to eat the latitude. Haley.
Yeah, tell him. You tell him. Alright. That puts you nice and sleepy. Okay. Going now. Wait. I lost my program. How do you turn this off? Hi, Hello. Bye, y'all. Bye. I'm getting licked in the 